Well, good morning, everybody. It's uh, good to be together online. But I, first of all, I have to give a, a shout out to uh, Good morning, Teal and Artie. <laughs> Pa's here, and uh, I'm so glad you're watching. And Madison and Lucas uh, in New York, uh, uh, just a shout out to them. And and I don't know if Baby Grace is watching or not, but from from uh, let's see, Georgia. So uh, so just uh, good morning, and of course to uh, wife Nancy. I'm looking. I can see you. So uh, I'm glad we're all together this morning. We're family, and that's what makes our uh, church so special, uh, is that we share uh, friendship and community with one another, and it just brings a lot of joy to our heart. So I have two things I'm going to do this morning. One is I'm going to lead us in prayer, and then uh, the second part that I'm going to do is lead us in a, in a little uh, Bible study this morning. And uh, uh, we're going to be talking about some things that, that bring confidence in God and, and help us get through uh, the difficulties we're facing. And we'll do this uh, uh, together. So first is prayer. So would you join your hearts uh, with me as we pray? Uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says this. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so we're going to bring our petitions before the Lord. Um, I got to speak uh, with many of you this week and, and uh, hear what's going on in your lives And so let's pray together uh, as we go before the Lord this morning. Good good Lord, uh, we ask you uh, for your intervention and mercy in in this pandemic, in our community and all around the world. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to stretch out your hand and stop this evil, Lord, and bring deliverance uh, to our community, our families, our friends, our churches, And Lord, bring deliverance, Lord, from this pandemic, we pray. Lord, we pray for our president, uh, Donald Trump, and and the other government leaders that are around him and and, and all political parties, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you'd give them a, a, a unity of purpose and, Lord, courage, Lord, to do the things that are necessary to assure our safety and well-being. We ask, Lord, that you would protect the churches of our community. And Lord, there's so many good churches in our community, but we would remember two this morning. We ask, Lord, for your protection and favor upon Mill City. We ask for your protection and favor over New Colony. Lord, we ask, Lord, for your protection over our campus in Manchester. And Lord, around the world and our missionaries that are serving in different parts of the world, Lord. Help us all to advance your gospel. And Lord, particularly, we pray for the needs of our church, that love would replace fear. Lord, that you would protect our elderly and those that are at great risk during this time. For those who have lost their jobs, Lord, we we pray for provision, Lord, for them. And 
Lord, we pray for provision for our church, Lord, so that we could come alongside them and be a help to them. Lord, we pray that you would give us, Lord, each family, each individual, Lord, you give us eyes to see the needs of our neighbors, Lord, you give us courage to reach out to them. And Lord, that through that uh, eyes to see, uh, a willingness to engage them, Lord, Lord that, Lord, that you would give us an opportunity to share the gospel with our neighbors and our friends in our community. Lord, help us not to fear, but Lord, to have strength and courage and a good and a mighty God, we pray. Lord, advance the gospel in these distressing times. And may we be dispensers of peace. And may we be dispensers of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. We pray together in Jesus' name. Amen. Just to let you know that uh, uh, we're available here for you if if you have a need. Um, I probably spoke to maybe 90% of our church uh, community uh, this week. And so I know those that are here uh, have my cell phone number. Uh, please don't post that. There's a lot of crazy people out there. But, uh, but if, if you don't have my cell phone number, if you call the church number, which is 978-458-3392, uh, and if it's uh, just kind of a routine thing, then use that routine button there. But if it's urgent, uh, I believe it's number four. If you press four, you're going to get a staff person that's available 24-7. And you're likely to get a personal call from me. And so uh, reach out to us. Uh, we're here for you. And we have uh, a great desire to make a difference in, in your life. And so we hope that you take advantage of that and all our other online opportunities to fellowship and and connect with us here at Calvary Chapel, both here in Chelmsford and also uh, in Manchester. One last point before we get to our teaching. Uh, uh, The young guy that was leading uh, worship here is uh, the co-pastor up at Manchester. Jared DeNaro oversees the the English portion of it and also uh, facilitates the worship team up there. Um, Diodane is the other pastor up there who, who oversees the French service. And so if you're interested, if you're watching from up in the Manchester, uh, New Hampshire area, uh, both Jared and Diodane would love to see you. It's a small church. And, uh, you know, you, if you have a desire to participate in a small church, you can make a big difference. So uh, check out our website for all that information. And so right now we want to go to the Word, uh, the Word of the Lord. And uh, if you would open your Bibles with me uh, to Luke uh, chapter 10, uh, we're going to take a, a, a little look at the parable of the Good Samaritan. And I want to tell you this, well, I'll save it for the teaching. So if you find your place there, uh, Luke chapter 10, um, we'll look at verse 25 and kind of connect it with a few points uh, in the teaching uh, notes this morning. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for uh, a great time of worship and, and a, a time of prayer. Uh, Lord, we, we sense your spirit. Your spirit is able to connect us uh, regardless of geographic location. And so, Lord, we join our hearts with a good God. And we pray, Lord, that as we uh, teach your word this morning, 
uh, Lord, that you would empower us by your spirit and you would fuel our hearts with the love of Christ, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This, the past couple of weeks, I don't think any one of us um, could have predicted our current situation. In just a few weeks, our, our country and our communities have been overtaken by uh, this pandemic. Uh, we've seen just an unprecedented, uh, unprecedented collapse of the stock market, uh, job anxiety and fear. And uh, many, many of our families have experienced uh, what we could say is homeschooling. And uh, it's produced uh, quite a bit of uh, interesting, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm struggling for words here, interesting engagement with our, with our kids. And uh, I, I was watching a, a, a Facebook video of uh, Rebecca, uh, my daughter, homeschooling uh, her kindergarten, my, my granddaughter, Teal. And Becky's out in the front lawn with this, with this bubble, bubble thing waving back and forth. And, of course, Teal's kind of jumping for the bubbles and all that. And, uh, you know, if you're in that place of homeschooling and it's causing you a lot of distress, uh, here's a word from a, uh, from a homeschooler. Just enjoy it. Just step back and look at the opportunities that you have with your kiddos. Go outside and play bubbles with them. If you need instruction in that, you know, you can just, uh, uh, you know, send my daughter a message. And uh, it, you it really have an opportunity to connect with your, a special opportunity uh, to connect with your kids. Um, I'd like to say this, that all the things that are happening here, um, we faced many difficulties, uh, both as a church and and uh, I have personally over the years. And I just want to say this to all of our hearts, uh, my, my heart to your heart, that um, we're in this together. Uh, you're not alone. If you feel alone, then I just want to encourage you to reach out to us. But, you know, this too will pass, and we'll get on the other side of this, and we'll be stronger for it. It may not feel that way right now, May, you may not feel that way at all. You may feel like, gosh, I had, I had plans to retire in a couple of years, and gosh, where did that go to? You might say, you know, uh, I, I've just lost my job, and, and I, I just don't know how I'm going to work it out. Well, I, I'd like to say this to you. We've been there before. We'll work it out together, and we'll get on the other side of this. There's a few things that I'd like to share with you this morning that, that, that have helped me to get on the other side of uh, very difficult things that have come along in life. Uh, things that I thought that, you know, just to be honest with you, things that I thought, gee, how could I ever recover from, from the loss and, and, and anguish? But you know what? We have a good God. I'd like to take this parable of the Good Samaritan and uh, uh, speak three things into our heart this morning that if you're in need of some encouragement to, to kind of move forward in our current situation. The first is love God and love people. The second is live in the present. And the third is trust God's sovereignty. Take, take a look at our text this morning and see if 
those three things don't come out loud and clear. Uh, Jesus says this, and behold, a, a lawyer stood up, or, or the, uh, Dr. Luke says, and behold, a lawyer stood up to put Jesus to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to an inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And here's really, uh, that's kind of the, in some ways, that's the easy part. Here's the hard part. Jesus says you're to love God with all your strength, with all your mind. Easy part. Hard part. Love your neighbor as yourself. And he said to this guy, you, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Those two things there at the very beginning to, to love God and to love people are so key when we're in the midst of any difficulty in life that comes along the way and, and disrupts our normal routine, routines and, and causes us to uh, move towards anxiety and fear. When we love God, we, we go to his word. It tells us his character, his nature, that he'll never leave us or forsake us. David says, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits. When we go to the Lord like that, um, we access, because of his word and his spirit, we access all the things that are, are ours because we're found in Jesus Christ as believers in Christ. We access his peace and his comfort. We access his strength. We, we access his healing power in our life. Uh, we, we access the ability to, to take our anxiety and cast it upon him because he cares for us, First Peter. And so loving God is going to him and receiving from him all the things that we need to live this life. I don't know about you, but every morning... I get up and I open God's word and I have this little devotional. And I'll tell you who it's from. I mean, I, he's, an old, he's an old buzzard, but he's a good Bible teacher, Charles Stanley. And uh, every morning I get up and I read his devotion and I read the, read the portion of scripture before me and it, and it nourishes my soul and it, it, it infuses in my soul uh, the nature and character of God. And so when we love God, we, we place ourselves in a position to receive all that, all that he has for us. The second part of that is loving people. And as we love people, uh, we shift our focus off of ourself and we shift our focus onto other people. Our problems somehow become smaller when we in, engage the people that are all around us. You know, as I called about and and talk to people this week, my gosh, the, there's some great things happening of people not only loving God, but loving people. You know, uh, I was speaking with Rick Mack, and uh, Rick Mack has uh, volunteered to go deliver meals to people. He had to take a special training course about how to handle it and how to engage the people, and 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 he's making a difference uh, in his community by by taking meals. You could do something like that. Or going down to the food pantry and, and helping out there. Uh, uh, I spoke to Lauren Wassinger, and 
you know, she's reaching out to, <laughs> she's reaching out, she's a crazy lady. She's reaching out to the, to the neighbors that are struggling with homeschooling and said, hey, send your kid over to my house. And I think that parent breathed a great sigh of relief. And you can make a difference. You can make a difference in, in small ways by uh, doing what a couple other people I spoke to this week, I deputized them, deputized them to be about God's business. Uh, Faye and, uh, is uh, making phone calls and connecting people and, and bringing meals, to, making soup and bringing it to the people in her neighborhood. Uh, I've had some of Faye's cooking. I wish I lived in her neighborhood. Uh, Michael, Michael Segul, Mike Segul is doing the same thing, you know, reaching out to people and, and connecting with them. And these are just regular peeps, regular peeps in the church. Love God, love people, and you'll move forward. Second thing, if we could come back to the text here and uh, drill down a little bit, uh, we can come back to uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 29. It says of the the lawyer, the teacher, he says, but he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jericho. Now, I'd like to tell you this, that in my Bible it says a parable, but I believe that this is a real story, and I'll tell you why. Because if Jesus, say, did a parable, which is a story that is kind of made up, He'd get called out on that. They'd, they'd say to Jesus, hey, teacher dude, you know, you, you're just making up a story. You know, it doesn't mean nothing. But I think the weight of this text points to the reality that everybody knew this story. Everybody knew that this, this little story here actually took place. That might change your view of it a little bit. Uh, take a look at, Verse 29, but, but he desiring to justify himself said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied, great story if you never heard it. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He was going home. And he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Verse 31, now by chance... A priest was going down from, the, from that road. The priest was going home too. He's going down the road. Jerusalem's up high, going down the road. He's going home. The priest did the major functions in the temple like sacrifices. He's going down the road. And when he saw him, note the word saw. You're going to see it three times. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the priest, Levites were kind of uh, deacons, uh, servants, they assisted the priest in the temple operations. And when he came to the place and saw him, second time, we've seen that, and saw him, he passed on the other side. Now you can make a lot of hoopla and draw out a lot of things here about why they did it. Maybe they're too, you know, maybe they were in too hurry to go home. We don't know. But they saw him and they decided not to engage him. But a Samaritan as he journeyed, came to where he was, and here's the third time, and when he saw him, he had what? He had compassion. See, my view of the text is that, is that the good Samaritan was living in the present. 
He wasn't worried about where he was coming from. He wasn't where, worried about where he was going from. He was, he was in the moment. He was, he was in the moment and aware of what was going on. And he was aware of what was at stake, this man's life. When we live in the moment, we are fully able and capable to engage the needs and the people around us. And when we're in the moment, we have the best opportunity to make a difference in our life and the lives of other people. But here's the deal. Most of us, and I'll put myself in that category, most of us have a tendency to live in the past or to live in the future. And if we live in the past, in other words, oh, I wish this happened, or I wish I did this, or I wish I did that, oh, if this would only turn out different, it incapacitates us. It keeps us from the present. Or we're always living for the future. Oh, if I meet, what, what is it? Fuma, foma, fear of missing out. FOMO, FOMO, yeah, fear of missing out. We live in the future. We got this, like if we're a young guy, we get this picture in our mind of what, you know, the beautiful one will be like. And we have a beautiful one in front of us, but we're just so, she's not just perfect. And so we live in the future and we miss the present. We miss the present. Miss the ability to love people in the present, miss the opportunity for growth, miss the opportunity to make a difference in people's lives all around us. The good Samaritan was living in the present. And when he saw this man, he had compassion on him. You know, I went through some very, very dark days. um, And there was this moment where I caught myself living in the past, living in the past which was keeping me from experiencing love that was available to me in the present. Let me, and let me share that story with you. I was down in New York visiting my son Tim and his two kids, and, and uh, I, was, I was ready to turn in for the night, and... Uh, uh, Lucas comes up to me, my grandson comes up to me, and, and he says, he, he's got this little, he had this adorable little pet jaguar. And he loved this jaguar. He'd sleep with the jaguar, take the jaguar for walks, you know, fe- you know feed the jaguar uh, at, at dinner. And he's got this little jaguar. And we're all in our pajamas and everything. We're ready to head to bed. And Lucas goes to me, he goes, uh, Pa. I don't want you to sleep alone tonight. And I want you to take my Jaguar. And I was frozen. And in that moment, Madison, who will never be outdone by her brother, runs up the stairs and gets pink Miss Kitty and comes down and, and uh, says, Pa, you can, you, can have, you can have pink Kitty to sleep with too. And at that moment, I recognized in my heart that I was living in the past and if I continued to do that, I would miss the love of my grandchildren who wanted to touch my heart and make a difference in my life. And at that moment, I said, oh, you silly man, you silly man, let go of the past. 
take a hold of Miss, Mr. Jaguar and Miss Pink Kitty and give these darling grandkids who saved your soul, give them a big hug and kiss. And that was the turning point. That was the turning point in my life where I said, if I'm ever going to love again, I need to live in the moment and see what God's doing and move into that. The Good Samaritan did that. The last thing we can call your attention to of what moves you from a place of fear and anxiety to loving again and trusting again is to love God and love people. It's to live in the present moment. And the last thing I'd share with you is to trust in God's sovereignty. Now, we can make much about this text, and we don't want to move too far off of what it actually says. But, you know, you think of that man. He's half dead. He's broken. He's on the road. The text says, by chance, these three guys were coming, a priest, a Levite, and a good Samaritan, by chance. And I'd like to say this to you this morning. There's no chance in my book. There's a good God who's absolutely sovereign, who's absolutely good, absolutely cares for us. It was God who sent the good Samaritan to rescue that man. And it's God who will come and he'll rescue you. So take courage, my friends. Trust in a good God. If there's ever a life verse... I've shared this many times. It's Psalm 27, 13. David writes this. I would have fainted. I would have stumbled. I would have miserably failed unless I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Have courage, friends. Love God, love people. Live in the present moment. Trust in God's sovereignty, and by all means, keep faith, have courage, look for God to intervene in the midst of your situation, your time. As David said, I would have fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And so let me wish you this, God's blessings and God's favor upon your lives today. And may God keep his good hand of favor upon your life and protect your families, protect our church. And may, in the midst of what seems catastrophic, may the gospel of Jesus Christ advance. That's my prayer for you. It's my prayer for our church here. And it's my prayer for Nancy and I that we would have eyes to see Love God, love people, live in the present moment, and trust in a good God who is sovereign over all things. May God bless you today. Jared's going to come, and he's going to close us in song and uh, in prayer. Hey, once again, if you need us, 978-458-3392, we're here for you. God bless you. Have a great day in the Lord. This may be a new song for you also. We'll sing it together.
It's about the faithfulness of God, even in the darkest times. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me all my days. I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head. I will sing of the goodness of God. Let's sing that together. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days, all my days, I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life, you have been faithful. You have been faithful All my life you've been so good And all my life You have been so, so good With every breath That I am able I will sing Of the goodness of God Sing that all my life You've been faithful All my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so so good and with every breath that I am able I will see of the goodness of God I love your voice you've led me through the fire I love your voice You have led me through the fire In darkest night You are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend And I have lived in the goodness God. Let's sing that again. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest night. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have lived the goodness of God. All my life you've been faithful. And all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I'm gonna sing the goodness 
The Lord never stops pursuing us, and His goodness never ends towards us. Your goodness is running after me. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Let's sing that again. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender all. I give you Your goodness is running after, it's running after me, we will not fear. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me, oh. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender all, I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good, yeah. Every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. We will sing, I will sing of the goodness of God. Let's pray together as we go. Lord, we reflect on your goodness towards us. And we trust you, Father, for the days of hell. But for right now, Lord, we pray that we would know your voice in the present to know exactly what you want us to do. Consistent with the truth of your word, your nature and character, and the leading of your spirit, God. Lord, without fear, I pray that you would lead us into our communities to minister to the people around us who desperately need to know you. Father, I pray that you would shake us, shake us from any complacency, from any apathy, from any sin, from any destructive pattern in our life, Lord. Bring us into right standing and right relationship with you. Lord, we love you. and We give you our lives anew and afresh this morning. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Thanks, Jared. Well done. And uh, once again, Jared's uh, up at Manchester. He's the pastor up there, uh, along with uh, Diodane. And uh, I, I uh, said our, uh, we'd do a Q&A, so uh, if you got my cell phone number, you can uh, send me a text. Um, and if you don't, uh, you can post it to, what are we posting it to? The Either one of the YouTube comments. So if you're I guess we're having some problems with uh, uh, Facebook live stream, and we'll f- we'll figure out a way to get around that. I think so. But uh, if you have a comment, um, um, 
here we are, and I'll be glad to take a few minutes and, and do a Q&A, which is something I enjoy doing and something we do that we do as a church uh, pretty regularly. So here's the first one. It says, uh, what, are the, what, are, <laughs> what are some strengths and weaknesses that have been revealed through this trial? Well, I think uh, some of the strengths that I, I see are that in our fellowship here is the small group ministry has really uh, uh, connected us uh, together at a, at a deep level. I know that um, one of our home fellowship groups, the Nashua one, they did a Zoom virtual uh, home fellowship group meeting this week, and, it, and it, uh, Jennifer sent me a screenshot of all the peeps, and some of them need a little work, uh, you know, presenting themselves online. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think some of them were in their pajamas. So that's 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 a little uh a little creepy. So if you do things like that, you know, just be aware that people can see what you what, what you wear. But I think one of the strengths that we worked at for uh 33 plus years here um uh, is that uh we want to keep Jesus at the center and we want to have lifelong meaningful friendships that we share with one another and so that is um that's a real strength that i can see uh coming out of this time uh some weaknesses that i think that we need to do a better job at as a church is just uh you know making sure that uh we connect with the people that are not part of our social media group in other words uh you know people that are not part of our uh, online community, our Google group, or the on- online directory, or, or, or just have had, say, uh, there's no easy way to say this, have been burnt by other places. Uh, they come here, they feel really safe, but they feel they, feel, they kind of keep us over here <laughs> somewhat. And we do have some pretty interesting critters here in the church, so I, I can understand that, but uh, I, I think that's a weakness. And so... Uh, for some people that have, have been wounded in other places, it really does take them a long time sometimes to heal up. And I wish we could find a way to say, you know, hey, it's a it's a safe place, but that has to be proven. Trust is trust is not something that uh, we just give to people. It's something that's earned. Um, so I think that's some of the strengths, some of the weaknesses. Um, and um, let's see if there's any others. If you have a question, send it along. Oh, hold on. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, here's a question. What are the thoughts for Easter service? Um, so what are the thoughts of Easter service? We could also say uh, what, are, what are our plans moving forward? Well, it's uh, difficult to project that right now. I, we're taking our cues from uh, the public school systems uh, in our area, uh, and it's they're still up in the air as far as when school's going to get back, and so that's really going to answer the question for Easter um, with us. I did talk to one of our one of our characters here, John Purpura, this week, and he said, "Oh, Pastor Ed, I just I just love meeting like this, man. I can just stay in my house and drink coffee, and there you are, and I can hear you." So there's some people that, uh, you know, it's going to take, that'll be one of the weaknesses, <laughs> pulling people back together. So I really don't have, uh, 
an answer for you, but but uh, we'll have some more information next week, um, hopefully on that, because the school systems are going to be making some some decisions uh, in in the next week or so. So let's see. Anyone else? We'll give you a ten second countdown. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Let me see if there's another one. Uh, nope, nope, I don't see one. All right, I think that's a wrap for today. And uh, if we can help you, we're here for you. And uh, uh, you can reach out to us. Uh, simplest way is you can, uh, if you're on our website right now, you can just go to our website and, and hit contact us. Uh, our telephone number here at the church is 978-458-3392-478, what's that, 978-458-3392. And just know this, we are absolutely here for you, we love you, and we're looking for opportunities to bless you. So God bless you, have a great day in the Lord.